how and not to be part of opinion culture. Hello friend, you know what? I have held back for the last couple of weeks and I have held back on speaking about this topic because opinions by nature are polarizing and I was not sure if I could handle opinion backlash during the lockdown. I wasn't sure if I could handle people when I had other issues to deal with. So I told myself, nobody needs me to be yet another person that is having an opinion on other people's opinions. But a few weeks have passed and I keep coming back to it. I keep seeing other people be annoyed, confused or struggling on which opinions to let get to them and which not. And if that is you, my friend, stay on, because this is something I do believe I can help you with. Welcome to the Home of Having podcast, my friend. This is the place to learn how to create a home away from home. I am Nick. I am an interior designer, but also a CRL expat. And this season, I'm on the quest to find out what belonging means. Why? Well, because psychologists claim belonging is what defines the value of our life. And it helps us cope with life when life gets rough. And you don't need to be an expat to know life doesn't get any rougher than when we feel lonely. So I'm inviting you to hear and learn from inspiring people as they share their story and their knowledge on belonging. And then you can make a decision on what a home worth having really means to you. Welcome to this week's episode. So under normal circumstances, it is already exhausting to filter through all the noise of media, news, friends, family, community, and your own monkey brain that is constantly chattering. And during a pandemic, it's even harder. So what is your go-to response? Is it overwhelm or is it annoyance? I definitely am annoyed. For the longest time, I wished I could just be cool and let it slide when I heard or saw people having weird-ass opinions. But, yeah, well, I kept catching myself rolling my eyes when yet another person blasted out what seemed to me to be an unfiltered and unreflected opinion. And why was that? Because, obviously, I myself can be such a person that has a tendency to talk before she thinks, and she's letting her emotions spiral her up or down. And guess what? I actually used to wear that like a badge of honor. I used to tell myself, I am extroverted, and I wear my heart on a sleeve, and I love me a bit of passionate verbal matchdown, if we can agree to stay civil, and I mean, what's the harm in it anyways? But lately I'm tired of it, I'm weary, I just can't stand one more blah blah talk with no substance behind it. So I've decided for myself, if I can't honestly say I believe I know what I'm talking about. I just won't talk about it. I mean, how goes the saying? Talking is silver, silence is gold, and cutting the BS is flippin' platinum. And if I'm talking here to you about opinion culture, it's because, just as any recovering opinion addict, I can tell you what I did in order to arrive and enjoy opinion soberness. 
So how come? Why are we so shamelessly opinionating all over the place? Why are some of us so pressured to letting their entire world know what they feel about a certain topic? Are we just wired like that? Yes, sure, to some extent. It's simply some people's nature to react and blast out whatever comes into their mind. And as I said, when I look in the mirror, I see someone like that. But if you are already aware that you're doing this, you probably also catch yourself blame-shaming yourself for having given into it. But today I'm here to tell you, don't. Don't do it. Don't blame-shame yourself, because it's not entirely your fault that you're doing it. It is not your fault, because our society has taught you, you should have an opinion, and you should stand by it, and if you don't, you're meek. And that's why we call it opinion culture. Think about it. From when you were little, you were told to grow up, show a bit of majority and rationale. All the big people around you put such an emphasis on you learning how to read, write, research, form an opinion, and then make a case for it. Defend your opinion. And with the internet and unlimited information at our disposal, it has become so easy to have an opinion. Having an opinion, or should I say having the ability to form an opinion, has become the synonym for being educated. And isn't having an education the biggest badge of honor in our society? I agree to some degree. We need to have opinions and defend them if necessary, but only if you can, honest to God, say, I believe to have enough information to form an opinion based on intellectual substance. But here's the thing with the whole corona and COVID and lockdown and coming out of lockdown situation and opinion culture. We have a whole lot more opinions and assumptions circulating than actual info and knowledge. And not only are the Rona and COVID scary, but to know that not even the brightest minds in the world know what the heck to do with it, that's a whole nother dimension of scary. So how are you and me supposed to form an opinion and stand by it? How are we supposed to be adulting when all our tools to adulting are failing us? Most corona-related opinions out there right now are just pure speculations. So why do people still do it? Why are we opinionating based on assumptions? Well, because it makes us feel better. And we were told that if you are intelligent and rational and a serious adult, you do your research and you form an opinion and you stand by it. And it's always more comforting to be actively doing something than not to. We cling to opinion forming because otherwise we feel like the helpless children we once were. But by holding on to what we think makes us look and sound mature, we end up looking like... I was going to say fools, but that's a bit harsh, isn't it? In fact, we look even more like the kids that put on mommy's and daddy's clothes and play grown-up. So we are grown-ups behaving like kids, playing grown-ups. That's just weird. So why can't we just leave it be? I mean, the actual best sign of maturity is being able to acknowledge that I don't know. It is uncomfortable not to know. And it is even more uncomfortable to say it out loud when someone else slaps you yet another article in front of your face telling you to read it, form an opinion and discuss it. I mean, see what happens if you refuse. People look at you in consternation and disbelief and they will push you and say something like, well, then here you go, read it. This is important. Don't you want to know? We need to be informed. 
We need to care. Don't you care? Well, what I do now is this. I say it with love, but also with a very affirmed voice. It pains me to say, but I don't know. I don't know, and I can't help you relieve the tension that you're feeling from not knowing. Nah, friend, I'm out. I won't do it. Not because I don't care. Not because I have not learned how to. I am out because I decided I want to stay within my own integrity of becoming better at this thing that we call adulting. Each and every article or expert opinion on the topic sounds logic, but I have not enough information or knowledge to verify the substance of this information. So I can read it, but I can't and I won't give you an opinion on it, because I feel not qualified to classify this. All I would do is feed uncertainty within me and uncertainty within you. So I choose not to vent outraged, frustrated or anxious in public. And yes, I feel good about this decision because I have checked back with what I do know and how I do know to be within my integrity. Do you want to check back within your integrity? I'm inviting you to do that. And in order to do that, Consider these three levels of knowing within each and every one of us and try to make it a habit to check back against all three of them. If you come to the conclusion that you have something to contribute, that helps, share it. And if you can't, be okay with not having anything to say and leaving the stage gracefully to some others who can. So what are those levels? Number one, knowledge. Knowledge is the facts of life. Based on the explorations others did before us, we learn what they learned and proved to be true. It's the theory, it's the sciences, and it's the logic, and it's the history of humankind. So, do you know more or do you know deeper on the subject than others do? Do you fully understand what somebody who does know more and deeper is saying? Could you help provide proof or could you challenge them so they find better truth? Or maybe help them realize in time that their knowledge has a flaw? If so, please add more substance. And if not, it's okay to say, I don't know. Number two, skill. Skill is the knowing and practice of doing. It's the physical ability and the memory within your body and your muscles. It's what you can do to build what is good and what you can do to destroy what is bad. So can you do more or can you do different? Can you see and fully understand what it takes to do more or different or better because you are in the active habit of doing this or something very similar? If it would come to it, would your body know how to move itself or handle the thing or do the gesture without even really having to think about it? If you do, Please share what you know. And if you don't, it's okay to say, I don't know. Number three, wisdom. Oh, wisdom. Wisdom is the queen of knowing. Wisdom comes when you have learned the theory and gained the ability from practice and have tested both. Wisdom is rooted in your very own experience. Wisdom is the clarity you gain after having had the opportunity to deal with something using knowledge and skill. Wisdom can also be understood as intuition, or as the space where intuition lives. 
It is your whole being recognizing a familiar pattern and giving you that distinct feeling that this is indeed wrong or indeed right. When you see, listen, and feel back into your own experience, everything that is the history of you, what you learned to understand, what you learned to do, what you learned to love, and what you learned to reject, what you learned about other people's learning, doing, loving, and rejecting, and how it affects the individual as well as the relationships between individuals or even entire group dynamics. Do you know more or do you know deeper? And can you contribute in a helpful manner? If you do, please be helpful. Share what you know. If not, it's okay to say, I don't know. Withstand the urge to blurt out in anger, frustration, panic, or worry. If you feel you need someone else's opinion, check back if their information is helpful or just an outlet for spreading anger, frustration, panic, or worry. So here it is. When it comes to COVID, social distancing, lockdowns, and coming out of lockdowns, school openings, or keeping your kids at home, homeschooling yourself. I don't know very much. I don't know very much on the theory side of things. I'm a designer. I'm not a researcher in any of the natural sciences. I'm not an economist, not a historian, or a politician. My knowledge is not adding quality to this discussion because I would only be sharing my feelings. My design skills? Yeah, they could help. But they are for the individual, not for the masses. I can help you create more ease, more quietness, more serenity, or more fun and excitement for you. But I cannot help on a national or continental level. And speaking about wisdom, I mean, is anybody wise when it comes to COVID? One thing the entire world agrees upon is that no one has been through something like this before. So my wisdom tells me this. High pressure and high tension situations do not need more excitement. They need a cleared room that gives calm minds the space to focus on what they do best. So I will turn my back on the scene. I will face my fellow not-knowers and try to secure the parameter. And I will try to clear the corridor for the emergency vehicle to access and do their work. That, that is what I can do. And in which category do you fall into? Mm-hmm.